Algar Productions. Algar Productions. I'm telling you, Matt, we can make this work. Al, you gotta let this go. The sketch is not a good idea. You're a terrible idea. Uh, you know what? Stop! Hey, guys! Hi, Sabrina. Hey! What are you guys talking about? Oh, Al has his teeth in this stupid sketch idea. Stupid and funny are not mutually exclusive. I'm gonna slap you so hard. I thought you were a pacifist. Stop slapping and stand there while I slap you. What's the idea? Ugh, are you ready for this? Am I ready for the answer to the question I just asked you? Yeah, I think I am. Whitechilla. Whitechilla? Whitechilla. It's like Blackula, only... Yeah... I got it. Isn't it a great idea? It seems... hmm, problematic. Thank you! Yeah, so I'm going to fire Matt out an airlock. So I'm a little busy right now. Did you want something? Oh, well, I, I... I just... I saw what you guys did at the live show at Emerald City, and I made you something. It's... it's no big deal. Well, what is it? It's just a little song I put together. I have it on my phone here. This is cutting into my mat slapping time, but alright, I guess. Let's hear it. It started in a submarine, and now they're out in space. They brought along a bunch of friends with voices to showcase. Five years have passed, seems in a blink, they've handled it with grace. After many years of such hard work, an audience embraced. Some unexplained mysteries, crazy takes on history, just awful from McBurgerty is a creepy woolen clown. Cows that act so brazenly, Frank and Sandra converse abnormally, Nick and Willigans are English, obviously. Mustache Charlie gets you down. Radio adventures with cadets and their mentors. Tires from Winchester, Orson Welles is still around. Fictional conventions, dialed in FM stations, equine exclamations, it's a comedy playground. For humor you can guarantee, find a download tri-weekly, join in with the lunacy we're all so proud of. Well now I guess that's all from me, your friendly neighborhood, S-V-U-V-A-P. And with an ending you can probably see, I wish you all safe journeys. Jeez, are you guys alright? Oh, hold me, Matt. Oh, if you hold me back. <laughs> so we're definitely doing Whitechilla then, right? No! This is the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Featuring the Sarcastic Voyage unpaid voice acting players. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Welcome to the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. I'm noted beardo about space, Ron Algar-Watt. And I'm Matt Ro- Jesus, where did all these people come from? Is there another show on after ours, or are you just here for us? Matt, I think they're here for hilarity. They've come to our comedy outpost here in geosynchronous orbit to see us, you and me, and I suppose the others. But you, you say that every time, and usually it's only about a dozen people, half of whom you end up paying to fill the seats. 
But you just said the voice acting players are unpaid. We never made that claim about the audience. Really, though? Who are these people? Matt, we banned Jerry Seinfeld impressions years ago. Snagglepuss knows why. That wasn't an impression. You can't do an impression without having the character state his name first. And seriously, who are they? Why are they here? I think this is the result of our massive success at the Emerald City Comic Con. Is that where you people came from? <laughs> laughed at Winchester tires. Friends! Wrong host. Wrong show. Sit down. We're standing on a stage. It's theater of the mind, Matt. We're standing wherever we say we're standing. The power of the listener's imagination does the rest. Oh, right. So we could be anywhere. Like a wooden stage with lights? How many lights do you see? I don't know, like 15? <laughs> ah! No, there are five. Wrong show, wrong reference. Now you sit down. All right. Oh, what the hell was that? Listen, when you're 40 like me, certain changes happen in your body. Sitting becomes an ordeal. You suddenly find yourself having to pee a lot more and... Ooh, now tell me how fatherhood has changed your life. Matt, the only children in my life are the rich, nuanced characters that we've created for this show. And that 16-year-old in Alabama who thinks DNA tests are 100% accurate. What was that? We have a great show for you this time. Nick and Williams are back, so stay tuned for that. And now the adventures of Nick and Willikins. When we last saw our heroes, they had barely survived the crash landing of Nick's private jet on a small island in the South Pacific. They were... I feel I should note, on their way home, to England, from the United States. Also, Willikins lost his arm. We join the intrepid butler now as he forages for the tiniest morsel of edible food and the dense foliage of the island's jungle. Back! Get back, beast! All right, sir. I've managed to acquire a small amount of the least poisonous indigenous berries on the island. If we carefully ration them, we may survive the week. Just place them on top of my waffles. The auxiliary waffles there, next to the am. Not the primary waffles between the bacon and the arshid browns. Your rubbish berries would spore the lovely syrupiness in those waffles. Now pass me the fresh whipped creme, by which I mean apply the nozzle directly to my mouth at once. My whipped creme reserves are running dangerously low. Sir, I... Willikins, I can tell by the sound of my voice that my mouth is not yet overflowing with the whipped cremes yet. Ignoring the fact that I have risked life and ever-decreasing limb to acquire sustenance... It's kind of a given that I would ignore that at this point, in it? Where on earth did you manage to obtain... Are those troop waffles? What, the popular Dutch breakfast food made from two thin layers of baked dough with a syrupy filling? Yes, sir. They are, in fact, that very thing, yes. And uh, Where did you fucking get them? Willikins! What on earth has come over you? I do apologize for that uncharacteristic outburst, sir. Do you think that evil spirits on this island made you shout sweary words at me? Like maybe this place is the staging ground for some epic battle between life and death as represented by an invisible monster and a bit of glowy light inside of a cave? Uh, sure, that makes as much sense as anything. Returning to the core narrative of said outburst, sir, 
Whence the breakfast feast? Oh, there's a buffet over at that resort. The resort. That's right. Sir, when we crashed here, we split up and explored our surroundings thoroughly. And you assured me that your section of the island was quite uninhabited. It was! The only signs of life were the towels I saw placed carefully on chairs around the pool. Towels on the... Oh, no. Not them. Not... German tourists. After a fashion, or several fashions, Nick finished his breakfast. Then he ordered Willikins to clear away the remains, wash the dishes, and build a sustainable recycling plant to responsibly dispose of the post-consumer waste. And finally, he led Willikins to the luxury resort situated about 50 paces from their encampment. Willkommen auf unsere Insel. My name is Frieda. Guten Morgen, friend. Mein Butler, na ja, Sklav Wirklich, kein Deutsch spricht. I would be happy to speak English for the benefit of your idiot manservant. Really, sir? Silence, idiot manservant. This is the holiday retreat for employees of benevolent insurance and their families. It is typically a private resort, but you are welcome. Oh, dear. His arm is missing. Do you think he realizes that his arm is missing? I'm standing right here. And as it happens, I am quite painfully aware of that fact, yes. Quite literally, painfully aware. We have a surgeon here on staff that can assist you with that. I'm not wasting time on that. I'm on a quest. I shall require a room with four walls. Do you have anything like that here at Benefeva level 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 Help! Our hospital has plenty of rooms that fit that description, yes. Oh, fine! I suppose I'll have to walk there under my own power as Willikins is presently rubbish at carrying me piggyback. I do find that the process goes a bit more smoothly with two shoulders, yes sir. Sorry to be such a disappointment. Ugh, beg my forgiveness later. There's questing to be done. Shall I lead you to the hospital then? Yes, please. Ah, uh, here comes our chief surgeon now. Hello, my god. This man has lost his arm. What? Your TV's David Hasselhoff from Baywatch Nights. The same. Though these days I spend my time pursuing my true passion. Medicine. I don't think I ever knew that about you. Well, kid, it's in my blood. My father was a famous surgeon, though he changed our family name when we came to America. What was it before? Alright, let's get you prepped for surgery. Just lie down here on this gurney, and we'll see what we have in the way of replacement arms. Great, lead the way! Oh, you're coming with us, are you? Too right I am. Must you? I must! Now, <laughs> push! I'm not sure that thing is designed for two people. Not you, Willikins, you push. Very good, sir. Just through these doors here. Woo! Ah, this is where I get off. So, shall I just climb up upon the surgery platform? Uh, yeah. You do that while I wash up. And you... What are you doing? Counting the walls. One, two, three. Oh, good. I see where this is going. Four! Well counted, little man. So you agree with my finding, then, that this wall here is 
The fourth wall? Uh, sure, whatever. Now, Mr. Willikins, I'm going to give you some of this toxic gas. Just breathe deeply. Very well, I should... Wait, did you say toxic? I'll just take this surgical sledgehammer and apply it like so. Like I should probably be like the... That was delightful! Well, I really should have seen this coming. Yes, you should have! You're supposed to be omnishi-ishi-ishi-ishi-ishi-ishi-ishi-ishi-ishi-ishi-ishi-ishi-ishi-ishi-ishi-ishi-ishi-ishi-ishi-ishi-ishi-ishi-ishi-ishi-ishi
What about the other appointments between 9 and 10? Pair them with the appointments from 11 and 1. We've got two hands, one per patient. We'll need more mirrors. Schedule a glass guy to come in at 10. Brett Kushner works in glass, sir. Great! We have him scheduled for nut day. Right. Schedule him to do mirrors, then. On nut day. Yep. Sir, when is nut day? Between Saturday and Sunday? I don't know. Nut day is when we see Brett Kushner. Got it. Okay, where were we? 940? Yep. Henrik Beckett. Great, 10. Henrik Beckett. Sweet August, 1020. Henrik Beckett. That's right, we have until 11. Give me 11. Thank you, Ollie. 1120. Ted Pinter and Megan Marlowe. They'll make a great pair. Both married, sir. Not to each other. Not yet, anyway. 1140. Nikki Simon and Garrett Albee. That combo makes me think about plate tectonics. Don't know why. Is it because they look like large-scale motions of the Earth's lithosphere? Sure! After them, you have lunch. Splendid, I'll eat it. And me, sir? I might have some time. I meant my lunch, sir. Should I have it at noon? Oh, you'll have it at noon. <laughs> so who's at one? Juan. Yes, at one. Juan Durang. Who would have been at 10 a.m.? Tony Mamet. Bear with Juan. At one? Yes. So that'll leave Sarah Shaw and Marge Ionesco at 120. Make them one person. Got it. Charge Ionas at 120. Never heard that name before. New patient. Neat. 140 is... A number. Great. Two? No one is scheduled. Schedule a walrus. Atlantic or Pacific. Atlantic. No question. 220. Joss Hart. The playwright? No, that's Moss Hart, who is... Dead. Since when? 1961. Cancel the rest of the afternoon. I need to grieve. What about 2.40? It's a puppy. Afternoon is back on. Three. Some. Some? Threesome at three. Good thing I didn't cancel. <laughs> <laughs> so who's at four? Rupert Ibsen. Ugh, after a threesome? No thank you. Reschedule. 4.20. Pot joke. 4.40. That's you, sir. I'm my own dentist? Yes, sir. Cancel. Done. Sarcastic Voyage has embarked on a modest undertaking to chronicle the entirety of human history in sketch form. Join us as we uncover the mysteries of the past in our ongoing feature which we call History. It's not as good as it used to be. In 1910, British explorer Captain Robert Falcon Scott began planning his most ambitious expedition to date. A journey to the South Pole. With his financial backing secure, and with the assistance of his first officer, Lieutenant E.R.G.R. Teddy Evans, Scott began the vetting process. From a pool of 8,000 applicants, the two men would choose only 65 to accompany them to the Pole. So, a number of potential crewmen have arrived in response to your advertisement. Uh, a large number. How large? Ridiculously large. Perhaps bordering on silly. Had this been my expedition, I would have handpicked the best and brightest that England had to offer, and I shouldn't think I'd be wasting my time with this riffraff. Yes. Well, this isn't your expedition, Teddy. It's it's mine. So, respectfully, I prefer being addressed by full name and title. Lieutenant ERGR Teddy Evans, First Baron Mount Evans, HCB DSOSGM. Yes, Teddy, I am aware. If I addressed you that way each time we spoke, we wouldn't make the South Pole until half 1975. Send in the first applicant! Lady Margaret Mary Wellington Weather, explorer, bon vivant, and seeker of adventure at your service. If I'm not very much mistaken... Margaret is a, a bit of a lady's name, isn't it? Well spotted. And yet, despite my handicap, I've explored the greens of the Sahara, the sands of the Amazon, and, of course, brightest Africa. Yes, I, I see. Thank you. Next! 
Gentlemen, allow me to introduce myself. Falswell's the name. Dr. Charlie Falswell. You look awfully familiar, chap. Have a nice seat. Down at Old Sport, I've been plying my wares in the far corners of the American Southwest. I could swear I've seen your face on the label of some tincture or other. Oh, yes, of course. Dr. Falswell's Miracle Tincture Tonic. That's actually what brings me here. The common ingredients of my potions will be invaluable to an expedition such as yours. Go on. I've got cocaine to treat your snow blindness, ground up opium to treat your diarrhea, cannabis and chili pepper for any sufferers of colic, and of course the explorer's best friend, whiskey. Medicinal whiskey. I mean, I can write a prescription for it if you'd like. Our primary concern is fatigue. We have a lot of ground to cover in a short time. How do we keep the men going? I've got just the thing. Two parts caffeine, 18 parts cocaine. Hmm, wouldn't that be one part to nine? Now, sure, perhaps you could stop at nine grams of cocaine. But not all of us have the iron will of Lieutenant ERGR Teddy Evans. We'll keep you in mind. Next! Yeoman Cesario, sir. I'm a handy hand to have on hand as deckhand, sir. You're another woman, aren't you? Well, girl, sir. I mean, no, I mean... How could you tell? Next time, don't choose your pseudonym from Shakespeare. We're all quite cultured here, you know. Next! Culture, is it, Governor? Well, I've got just a fig I have. Is that a player piano? Oh, I can see you've got quite the eagle eye, sir. Which is perfect for an explorer, I expect. What on earth are we meant to do with a bloody player piano in bloody Antarctica? Why, it'll keep the spirits up, your grace. Morale and all that. Yes, that's a brilliant idea. Barley good thinking, you. We shall have to ensure that your player piano remains in top working order. Please leave a list of essential spare parts with our quartermaster. Uh, surely, sir. That will add a considerable burden to the list. Worth it! Next! Ah, <coughs> uh, uh, hello. Before I join this expedition, old chip, if you'll have me, of course, <laughs> I'd just like to know some details. You blighter. What route will you be taking? Which supplies? How difficult would it be to drill a hole in the hull of your ship? Uh, hypothetically, of course. By Jove. Ah, well, I, I was concerned for a moment, but if your questions are hypothetical... Oh, uh, very hypothetical. Very hypothetical indeed, uh, you, you blighter. Uh, whoops! That man's beard has fallen off. That's no Englishman! That's Roald Admundsen, the Norwegian explorer whose polar expedition rivals my own. Our own. Correct! And I'll see you at the South Pole when you arrive there! Well after me! <laughs> Bloody Norway, next! Yes, hello. I understand your Antarctic voyage is accepting lady applicants. I've had enough of this. Teddy, you take over. I'm just going to go outside and I may be some time. Hang on, we're coming. Matt, hand me that crowbar. Which crowbar do you mean? The blood-encrusted one or the one that glows blue when orcs are near? That's the last time I order a toolkit from Infocom. Rita, Pat, Ritter, John, Swayze, Patrick, uh, Went, George. Oh my god, Caitlin, are you okay? <laughs> oh, sure. I've just been trapped in this oversized dumbwaiter of yours. Uh, so I've been passing the time by naming prominent guest stars from the TV show MASH. In alphabetical order, of course. Of course. Um... So, where's Matt? Present. No, uh, real Matt. The Matt I showed up here with. I'm pretty sure we shalt hath no Matts before me. Or after me. 
abjuring me. It usually makes more sense than I can't even complete this sentence. Okay, that's nice. So, my ride is gone, and now I'm stranded here on this space station. Yes, we all know this. Why are you saying it out loud? I'm a stage actor by trade. Aren't you people doing a radio show up here? I'm pretty sure we're a restaurant now. Incidentally, it's customary to tip the co-host. <clears throat> and you're holding your hand out as though expecting me to put money in it. Okay, I know this whole audio-only thing is new to you, but you don't have to describe everything you say and do. Yeah, that way lies put down that gun. I'm not putting that gun down, Shadow. Don't walk through that door. So, I guess this is where I live now? A new cast member, huh? But I haven't even killed Duncan, replaced Matt and ridden Al out of the show yet. Obviously, I'll have to adjust my sinister timetables. <laughs> you were going to kill me? Does that not work for you? That night, Charlotte started work on her plan to save Wilbur's life. She liked the little pig well enough, but mostly she, like all the other animals in the barnyard, was tired of his relentless existential caterwauling. The next morning, Zuckerman's farmhand awoke to a most extraordinary sight. I- I'm seeing things. Mrs. Zuckerman, Mr. Zuckerman! Something's happened to Lurvy. Do you see what I see? There's words in that there spiderweb. Now what on earth are you two... Good heavens. Edith, we have received a sign. We have ourselves a very unusual animal. It's a miracle. We must share this with our friends. Come one, come all. See Zuckerman's freak spider. The only literate arachnid in the known world. The mission is just two bits apiece. Lurvy, if I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times. Our name is Zuckerman, not Zuckerman. Sorry, Miss Zuckerman. Golly, that's one amazing spider. She writes better than my own son. Mm-hmm. This bacon is delicious. Isn't it just? When I laid eyes on that there web, I turned to Mrs. Zuckerman and said, Boy, you know, I could really go for some pig right about now. B. Six. Miss. Damn it. G. Eight. Hit. What's that, Captain? A hit. You got a hit. Go on. Say it. You sank my battleship. <laughs> Better than Liam Neeson, but not quite as convincing as the kid on the old commercial. The hell? Is that someone at the door? We're in a research station at the bottom of the Marianas Trench. That seems unlikely. Well, isn't Heinrich out exploring the coral? Well, officially, yes. That's what he told you. He told me he lost a contact out there, which I can think of at least three reasons why that probably isn't true. Huh. The roster says he's not due back until 2100. So that probably isn't... You should probably answer that. I mean, maybe. But, but on the other hand... What? I don't know. It's dangerous down here. The old myths are filled with stories like this. Cautionary tales and such, like... Sirens? Sirens sang, Captain. They, they didn't knock. Anyway, we're, we're scientists. We're here to explore, to ask questions, to investigate the myriad mysteries of the murky deep for the betterment of all mankind. 
So you're saying I should get the door? Yes, sir. I am. <sighs> Unidentified party. I am unsealing the airlock now. Prepare for rapid decompression, which is totally a thing we have here at this advanced research station so we don't have to wait hours to open the door. I'm Deborah Gill. I know you. You're the underwater realtor. I am, but that's not all I do. I'm here today to discuss an exciting line of cosmetics. Uh, I don't really think we Come on, Captain, let's hear her out. Weren't you just saying that you wanted a break from our usual routine? What kind of cosmetics would you even sell under the ocean? I am glad you asked. Davy J offers a wide selection of products for this hostile undersea environment, from our range of waterproof mascaras designed to withstand the three atmospheres of pressure, to our bioluminescent blush, which uses time-tested biological principles to- All right. All right. Enough. How did you even find us? You're on my route. We're almost seven miles below the surface. This route of yours is either enormous or incredibly lonely. That's a very human-centric way of looking at it. I enjoy brisk business from the kingdom of the sea monkeys, for one thing. Hyper-intelligent sharks are more civil than you might think. Then there are sea nymphs. The were-whales. The coven of sea wiccans that need to look their best when they're out there ironically granting wishes. Ocean gauze always need run-proof eyeliner. And of course, the dolphins. Oh, what, really? You communicate with the dolphins. We've been trying to crack that for years. Oh no. We just test our products on them. If our contour cream can make a dolphin's nose look smaller, then it's definitely ready for humans. Is somebody here? Oh, it looks like she's selling cosmetics. Well spotted. This is Deborah Gill from Davy J. Oh, thank goodness. I chased so badly when I put on my scuba suit. Do you have some kind of a powder? I, I tend to blemish when I surface too soon. I could really use some kind of a anti-blemish... Stop it! All of you! This is ridiculous! We're not buying anything from this woman! Collins. Good. You can talk some sense into these people. Tell them we don't need cosmetics at the bottom of the damned ocean! What do you think, just because I'm a laborer that I don't like to look nice? Working down in that engine room cracks the hell out of my hands. I'd kill for a little moisturizer. Nobody is buying any makeup from this woman! Why not? Why not? I'll tell you why not, Vanderveer. Because we have a no soliciting sign on the outside of this research station. Because I'm tired of tripping over boxes of Girl Scout cookies and Tupperware and cute little sex toys that everyone's too embarrassed to admit are theirs. No soliciting means exactly that. As commander of this station, I have to respect your wishes. But I'm also not leaving until I have some more clients for my list. Oh, of course. Because that's how your horrible pyramid scheme works, isn't it? You won't go away until we throw some friends under the aquabus. All right. Fine. I happen to know the first officer on board the USS Gene Wilder, and I know they're in this region someplace. Go bother them. Very well. Good day to you all. a bit harsh, don't you think, Captain? No, I don't think that it was. Well, that's a cute little pink bathosphere. How much I learned do you think she had to sell to get that? (laughs) 
Thank you, everyone. That's our show for this time. I'd like to thank Drop the Root Beer and Run. My interview with them appears in episode 20 of the More Bits podcast, hosted by me. It's a bit gauche, isn't it? Well, if you had something to plug... As it so happens, I do. Check out ForbiddenToInterfere.com for weekly reviews of Marvel's classic What If series. I've been going strong for over a year now. By myself. With no help. Well, that doesn't sound right. Should we be taking questions from the listeners now? Yeah, I suppose it is about that time. All right, uh, you, ma'am. Yeah, so all the Robothagar shippers on Tumblr are dying to know about the kiss. Kiss? Yeah, from your Emerald City show. It was your cover art. The audience went nuts on the recording. It was, as far as we can tell, the climax of almost six years of red-hot sexual tension between the two of you. Are we just going to pretend it didn't happen now? Oh, it happened. It's just, uh... I mean, how do you relight that fire, you know? Now that we've actually kissed, it's gonna be this whole Sam and Diane thing. Who? David and Maddie? Nope. Ross and Rachel? Nothing. Mulder and Scully. Son of a bitch! Ow, my face! If they hook up in the relaunch, I will murder all of you! Well, it only took you about 37 minutes to threaten to kill our new audience. Pretty proud of that, actually. If you want to write to us, assuming you're still listening, the email address is sarcasticvoyage at gmail. Our website, where you can find old episodes, bonus material, photos, including a number of pictures from our recent aforementioned Emerald City appearance, and over 400 individual sketches we've produced, is sarcasticvoyage.com. Have you calmed down enough to wish the people safe journeys yet? Scully Mulder should not hook up. It is disgusting and deplorable and... Right then, I'll use this recording of George Lowe. Safe journeys, everyone! what he said. No, listen, because the thing about Scully is that... This episode of the Sarcastic Voyage podcast starred Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham with Duncan Bosco, Mark Bosco, Dave Fields, Danielle K.L. Gregoire, Nathan Lajeunesse, Joseph Ravenson, Amanda Smith, Sabrina Snyder, and Jason Wallace. With a special appearance by Matt Hatfield, and introducing our newest unpaid voice acting player, Caitlin Obum. It was written by Ron Algar-Watt with Matt Robotham, Amanda Smith, and Jason Wallace. It was produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2015. All right, great show, everyone. Caitlin, good to have you on board. Yeah, that was the carrot. The stick comes later. Pardon? Good night! said the signs would lead me to the bus stop. Excuse me, the space bus stop. Every sign I see is in jargledy moon manese. There she is! Drop the piano! The piano is inside a safe. I don't know the combination! Well, great. Who ever heard of dropping a safe on someone to kill them anyway? Well, Duncan, you fucked it all up. There's two murders you've ruined for me today. You should be ashamed of yourself. I'm a sarcastic voice, unpaid voice acting player. All I know is shame. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the sound of a dumbwaiter slowly descending? You don't have to describe every damn thing!